Freaks, it's Friday, January 14th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, the secret to curing cancer is magic water. Magic water given to us by aliens that are made of pure light and energy. That all checks out. Plus, Bob Saget speaks from the dead and interdimensional pump lapping. Distorted View Daily proudly presents one side of a crazy person's telephone conversation. So I took what happened in Oak Lynn in the mid-late 1960s, or the late 1960s. No, 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 no. You don't understand interdimensionalization of sapientics. You don't understand zero-dimensional technology. All you understand, no, with you, you built a 74 WP system back in 79. You thought you were Jesus Christ, you were going to take over the world. And all you did was cause, cause a mountain to fucking go. That's all the fuck you did, Jack. And then, because I had a bad erase head on my reel-to-reel, a conversation I had with you didn't quite erase when I sent something down to the U.S. Copyright Office. No, 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 in 85, punk brain. No, no, you are a super dweeb. I never said that. What I know, what I said, asshole. Well, well, anything he says and the truth can be measured in, in, in distances in fucking uh, uh, light centuries, all right? Anything he says and measured by and measured in distance from the truth could be could now could be measured in light millennia. Would you shut the shit up? I don't care what Cohen and 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 and, and uh, Judas Iscariot would say because that that still that was his real goddamn name. No, no, he'd stick a knife before your back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what? No. Hey. Uh, uh, no. Don't defame my family. My family never did a damn thing to you. If you want to come over here, we can have a nice fist fight anytime you want. But don't say shit about my uncles and shit. Cocksucker. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. I've injected my knee with uh, my feces, 120 cc's under my kneecap. Just liquefy it, pump it in. I want to come while I eat your smelly, hairy, wet pussy. Hey, Freaks, Tim Henson back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. No, 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 no. How many times does that guy say no during his batshit crazy phone conversation? What I wouldn't give to hear what the hell was going on on the other end. It had to have been just as nuts, right? We've played this intro, I don't know, two or three times before. And because I use it as an introduction, I got to keep it kind of short, but... I have over five minutes of conversation between this guy and whoever is on the other end of the phone. I have so little background information. I don't know how I acquired this sound clip. I don't know if it's something I found and saved or a listener sent to me. It's labeled nut job interdimensional technology. I can't find any information about this online. Every time I play it, though, I get the no, no, stuck in my head. And I annoy Lord Douche with that. Everything he says is no, no. No, no. And that goes on for, you know, a couple days until he physically threatens me. I don't think we've ever played the entire clip before. So here's a little more from the uh, nut job interdimensional technology phone conversation. Time travel has been going on for billions of fucking years on this planet. Duh. 
And Everyone knows that. Interdimensionalization and, and the reality of how it's done, it, it's got nothing to do with it. I first noticed it when I, was keep, when I started keeping a life journal many years ago. And uh, no, I, oh, oh, shut up. I broke my balls trying to convince. I, I wrote letters to people. People laughed and said I belonged in a fucking state hospital. So I shut up after a while. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah. Hey, what? No. Hey, uh, eh, no. Don't defame my family. My family. Yeah, that part I played before. I think for the intro, I spliced together a bunch of clips from the call. Shut up. I mean, think about it. This guy has unlocked the secrets to interdimensional travel, and he's squabbling with a guy on the phone. Now, leave my family out of this. No. I swear there's going to be an earthquake someday in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and Haddonfield, New Jersey is going to sink under the whole goddamn mantle. Are they fighting over, like, uh, predictions? It doesn't work like the PS system, you liar. Uh, my dad was in the military, and let me tell you something, he not, my dad went to his cum-eating grave without ever smelling classified shit. So- Hold on a second. What did he say? His eating grave? Yes, system. Hold on. Let me tell you something, he not, my dad went to his cum-eating grave without ever smelling classified shit. So don't believe what the scuffle government ever tells you. <laughs> I've never heard anyone talk quite like him. My father was loyal to the U.S. Navy. Shut up! I don't give a blasted shit what uh, Adams or that miserable motherfucking lieutenant on the you know where I won't say it through the phone. This next part, you gotta listen very closely, but I think it explains a lot. That's why I love the president of the United States the fucking bad. I think he's the greatest human being in the world. Despite- like right there, you can hear the phone. You know the noise it makes when you pick up the phone before you start dialing? This tells me that uh, there's no one on the other end. This man is arguing with himself. Despite what Dave says, so why don't you shut up? This guy is going to give himself an interdimensional heart attack if he doesn't watch it. Uh, I, you know, if, if all of a sudden my worst enemy became your best friend, I'm not going to hate you for that. I hate you for driving my blood pressure up all the time. But who you keep company with, buddy, is your business. Buckaroo. Now, no, no. All this shit leads to her fucking glory. The fucking... No, no. no the princess of fucking darkness is... Uh, the great whore of Babylon will reign. And it's got nothing to do with anything that I've ever said. It's got nothing to do with any of your damn inventions and blowing mountains up. No. No. You are a filthy, rotten, stinking liar. And you know you are. You're as bad as some of the members in my cut-lapping family. This man may be mentally ill, but he sure as fuck knows how to use the word cunt in new and interesting ways. I hate you as much as some of my cunt-lapping family. What did he say about his dad's grave? A cunt-eating grave? It's all all about licking, lapping, and eating cunt. I approve. Lie, lie, lie. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up behind you, smacked you in the asshole so loud it would take out a human ear. And that, sadly, is where the audio clip ends. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, I don't have a lot of information about it, so I turned to YouTube and I just I searched for like interdimensional angry phone call. 
This particular phone conversation did not pop up in the results. However, a phone call featuring Terry A. Davis, also a crazy person and inventor of Temple OS. Remember that guy? He created an operating system that had like a direct link to God or something. And even though he was mentally ill, how many people can say they developed an operating system and it worked like you could install it on a computer? I mean, it was nuts, but it technically did something right. Anyway, here is Terry A. Davis talking to someone on the phone. Hell no, I, I'm, a, I'm a white man. I wrote my own fucking compiler. I'm not a nigger like Linus. I w- I'm a professional. I oh, yeah. See, I guess he's bad-mouthing uh, the guy who created uh, the Linux operating system, Linus Torvalds or something. Fucking compiler. I'm not a nigger like Linus. I w- I'm a professional. I mean, I guess it should be noted that Linus is uh, just about the whitest person to ever exist. He's Finnish, right? You can't get any whiter than that. I don't think there's any black people in Finland. I started at Ticketmaster in 1990, and we wrote a compiler. The difference in a professional and amateur Nick... The the difference between an amateur and a professional is you write your own compiler, okay? Yeah, Terry's spitting some facts here. Better listen. I have a 20,000-line divine intellect uh, compiler that operates just in time and ahead of time. You seem to be in denial. Why don't you fucking download my 2-meg? You can download my 2-meg distribution that has all the source code on it, and you can compile with my fucking compiler. You're a nigger. You're a fucking nigger. Fucking nigger. Hey, say what you will about the interdimensional nut job. Uh, he didn't resort to using the N-word like Terry did. Not cool, man. Not cool. Not very Christ-like. Speaking of insane mumbo jumbo, I was, uh, I guess I was not surprised to learn that Peter Popoff, that televangelist who advertises on late night television, is back. I don't know that he ever really went away, but he's up to his old tricks with that uh, fucking miracle water of his. Peter Popoff says he'll send you a little vial of miracle water for free, but that's really just so he can get your name and address and bug you for cash. It's like a deadbeat member of your family. Man, I ain't doing so well. Can I bump 50 bucks off you? I know you gave me some money last month, but uh, how about I sell you something? Yeah, I ain't got much, but uh, I've been spitting in this jar for the last week or so. That's got to be worth something. That's pretty much what Miracle Water is. For those of you that don't remember Peter Popoff, here's a commercial for the Miracle Spring Water and the Peter Popoff Ministries. Reverend Peter Popoff wants you to know that God can reverse every negative verdict in your life. You don't have to live a life sentence of lack and defeat. You can be free to enjoy all of God's richest blessings. Ooh, a car, vacations, a yacht. That is literally what's on the screen. That's why he wants to send you your free packet of Miracle Spring Water. Your point of contact for the miracle you need. Now in a larger size. For even bigger miracles. I'm not entirely sure what you're supposed to do with the miracle water. Are you supposed to drink it? Spritz it on something? I had been in two car accidents, and the doctors kept saying, well, here, you got to take painkillers. I used your miracle spring water, and it's gone. 
The bank said, told me that I could not get another home. I prayed. I believed. I followed every instruction. Prayed so hard. And on May 26th, we closed on our dream home. Stop settling on less and reach for God's best. God is a God of more. And now there's more Miracle Spring Water in a new, larger <laughs> packet. It's a God-sized packet of Miracle Water. Here are some more Miracle Water testimonials. My bills was paid and I got money to spare. I am not a real estate investor. I have started a jewelry business on eBay. Amen. I am on my way to my multi-million dollar potential. Lady, you ain't making a million dollars with an eBay store. I don't care how much jewelry you sell. Them eBay fees are going to get you. I don't know how Miracle Water helped just... Help just sell on eBay. Well, whatever. Here's a we. I remember playing her the last time we talked about Peter Popoff. Uh, here is another commercial for the same thing. More Miracle Water success stories. And I called you, and I took the Miracle Spring Water, and I've been delivered from drugs, from alcohol. When I drank the Miracle Water, the Spring Water, uh, I got my job back. I'm working. Um, I'm drug free, and. That's what happens when you drink the miracle water. How the hell is this legal? Peter Popoff is preying on the most vulnerable people, right? Drug addicts. People have lost their job. They've got nothing. And Peter Popoff is promising them the world if they just drink this miracle spring water. This isn't even the first time a pastor has run this scam. Remember, uh, we talked many years ago about Leroy Jenkins, who had a ministry in Ohio. That's how I learned about him. First time I heard the name Leroy Jenkins was because a co-worker called me Leroy Jenkins when I uh, dyed my hair black. I always wanted really dark hair and I guess I went a little too dark jet black. Every time I would walk into that fucking office, she would go Leroy Jenkins. Not to be confused with this Leroy Jenkins. Feeding, of course, percentage Nerds of survival. Playing World of Warcraft. Oh, a lot better than we usually do. Uh, All right, thumbs up. Ready, guys? Let's or- do this. Leroy Jenkins. Very uh, early internet viral video slash meme. Anyway, the Leroy Jenkins I'm talking about was just some old man who dyed his hair black, was a televangelist and pastor of the Healing Waters Cathedral. I guess he chose that name because of the miracle water. He found a well on his property, and uh, he he thought the the water was magical, blessed by God, started selling it, and uh, come to find out it contained lots of bacteria. Coliform bacteria, you know, like uh, fecal bacteria, I believe. There's shit in the water. That's what gave it its tangy taste. It wasn't holy. It was contaminated. Anyway, you know, this is really the greatest form of snake oil. Water is so abundant and cheap. You don't even have to, like, concoct anything. You, you know, you just bottle some water and say it's magical or it's been blessed. People will believe anything. They're idiots. You know, if you come up with some sort of fancy serum with a lot of chemicals and minerals and vitamins and oils and shit, there's a greater likelihood you're going to be investigated by various government agencies. People might get sick, start suing. Better just to stick with water. And as the Reverend Leroy Jenkins found out, don't go with well water. You want something treated so your whole congregation doesn't get diarrhea. It's not just Christians selling super all-healing water. New Age nutjobs got in on the act. In the 1990s, this television commercial aired. Ten years ago, extraterrestrial light beings of incredible love imparted a supreme gift to a woman in Houston, Texas. Hi, I'm TV's Troy McClure. Like, that voice is very Simpsons-esque, isn't it? 
Yes, uh, extraterrestrial light beings presented a woman in Texas the gift of magic water. And guess what? This magic water heals all sorts of stuff like cancer, bad breath, homelessness. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Extraterrestrial light beings of incredible love imparted a supreme gift to a woman in Houston, Texas. They gave her the process for a transformational water to unfold higher spiritual awareness, create greater mental and emotional balance. Is this pot infused water or something? Little bits of magic mushroom floating around there? This lady in Houston is just selling her used bong water. It's causing people to lose their goddamn minds, though. Awareness. Create greater yeah. mental and emotional balance and cleanse the cells in the body. One sip of this water is guaranteed to make you trip your balls off. Here is Fantasia, the gift from the stars. Drink a concentrated four-ounce bottle one time. The transformation continues. He's like a mixture of Troy McClure and, um... Casey Kasem. Here is Fantasia. Here is Fantasia. Climbing up the charts. Here is Fantasia, the gift from the stars. Drink a concentrated four-ounce bottle one time. The transformation continues throughout your life. The light within grows brighter. Harmony expands from inner to outer. I don't feel so good. The light inside me is burning too bright. It's so hot. It's frying my organs. Open your mouth and light comes shooting Hands out. from inner to outer. <laughs> Cells begin to return to their perfect genetic structure. One sip of Fantasia and you'll go motherfucking supernova. Research on a woman with radiation sickness shows all bodily functions <laughs> return to normal. Others have reported equally dramatic benefits in all aspects of health. How many people suffer from radiation poisoning? If you live near Chernobyl, you can't afford not to drink Fantasia. Aspects of health. Listen within and understand Fantasia. Give this universal substance for creating well-being to your whole family. Fantasia, just $79.95 for each lifetime dose. Um, that's four ounces of water for $80. That's a sweet racket. There's one more water scam I wanted to share with you today. Uh, some guy by the name of John Ellis has created a machine that can generate miracle water. Well, this is a new spin on an old favorite. My name is John Ellis, and I'm 85 years old. Thanks in part to my home water machine, it creates energy by repurifying water hundreds of times per gallon to destroy the super virus that cause any problem you can name. John Ellis has perfected the distillation and purification of water by altering the bond angle of the hydrogen in the water. All right, so he is just going to fire hose information it all sounds impressive, but it's mumbo-jumbo. It's like that thing about bond angles that doesn't mean anything. 50 years ago, the hydrogen bond angle in water was 108 degrees, and you rarely heard of anyone with cancer. Today, it's only 104 degrees, and as a result, cancer is an epidemic. That's according to the website where this product was sold, at least an older version of the website. In early 2008, the original webpage was replaced by one that eliminates some of the most obvious crackpot claims, such as the changing the bond angle in the water molecule. When this video was posted several years later, though, those claims were back. Also, some insane claims like water can cure anything. 332 FDA-approved studies and 13 U.S. patents for the John Ellis water machine. To be fair, I didn't look up these FDA studies. I just know it doesn't exist. And even if they do, there's, there's other insane claims like this thing creates energy, even though you have to plug it into a wall outlet and it's a 1,200-watt appliance. Even more outrageous is the claim that it boosts your immune system. 
It creates high blood oxygen and kills cancer. Most people call this miracle water. Drinking this water boosts your immune system by increasing blood flow so your blood can absorb more oxygen coming into your lungs, creating high blood oxygen. Cancer cells can't survive in high blood oxygen. That's the key. During the development stage in 1992, 10,000 people a day traveled to Lakote, Mexico for the curative power of John Ellis water. And there's so many other uses for John Ellis water. Oh, look at this. Uh, here are some of the amazing claims. There's a list here <laughs> i see ebola listed we'll get to that one in a second it extends life expectancy better blood flow to extremities yeah for you old men and they're talking about your dick there diabetics uh, saves amputation helps cure cancer ms ebola elephantiasis holy shit if you are horribly and severely disfigured a couple eight ounce glasses of john ellis's miracle water and boom you'll be on the catwalk a glamorous supermodel makes you stronger grows hair wounds heal quicker stops pain repairs radiation damage some of the same claims as uh, Fantasia. Thousands of people are experiencing phenomenal results. You can too. Call 1-800-433-9553 for a water sample and information. I don't know if the phone number works, but I know johnellis.com is still functioning. You can order a machine through the website. It's only $2,800. Small price to pay to reverse your balding, cure your cancer, and shrink those humps on your back. Finally today on uh, what is becoming Distorted Views, Paranormal Friday, interdimensional travel, miracle water, alien beings of pure light. We're covering it all today. The last flim flam artist uh, I want to share with you today. This guy is kind of a piece of shit because he's capitalizing on celebrity deaths and it's all for views, right? So like Betty White dies the very next day he gets on YouTube and tries to communicate with her. Same with Bob Saget. And this guy, what's his name? Uh, Hope Paranormal. Maybe I got this guy all wrong. I don't know. He utilizes something called a spirit box. And this thing, I don't know how it works. It makes noises, though. It responds when he asks it a question. Uh, here he is supposedly talking to the recently deceased Bob Saget. Can I ask what you died from? Was it a heart attack or did you die from something else? Yeah. Oh, obviously it's Bob Saget talking. I'd recognize that voice anywhere. Bob, can I ask you a question? How you liking the other side? Oh, he says he's getting used to things. So how did you die? Slipped on the wet bathroom floor, cracked his head. You heard it here. Yeah, you can't understand anything Bob Saget is saying. So, um... This guy sort of translates it and puts it up on the screen. Was it a heart attack or did you die from something else? He died from drinking miracle water. He allowed this to occur. Death. That was death. I want to know what this machine is he's using. What's something that you would love to say to people that you would want to tell them? Let me take a guess at what Bob's going to say here. Bob says, never strain too hard when taking a shit. You could blow a vessel. Is that how you died? Did you have a, a shit aneurysm? You know, your fans, people that care like me, that was just shocked to hear. I mean, we just lost Betty White. That was someone we all loved very much. Sidney Poitier passed, and he was just 
an amazing actor. And, and, and then there's you. Man. Who was on a sitcom for a few years. And then there's you, Bob, that, you know, is this hilarious comedian that I watched growing up. Are you okay? According to the caption on the screen, that uh, was Bob saying, first, let me, question mark. And then he says, yeah, I'm good. That sounds nothing like, yeah, I'm good. Here's a short clip uh, of him talking to Betty White from The Afterlife. All right, well, I'm sending you love. I'm going to pray for you. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, it's been an honor. That was I Won't Cry. I thank you, Betty. Thank you for coming through. And I'm going to pray for you and send you love, okay? I mean, at this point, does she need your prayers? She's dead. She's in heaven. She's in the afterlife. It's it's done. It does kind of sound like Betty White there, doesn't it? He's What is he doing with this machine? Uh, Betty's saying, hope you're better than me. Well, that's kind of funny. If that's a joke. God bless you, Betty. Fuck you. Oh. There it is. Betty just said, fuck you to me from the great beyond. Betty supposedly said, blessed with every day. Aww. I wonder if there's any videos debunking what this guy's doing and explaining how he's doing it. Because I'm starting to believe someone snapped me out of this. All right. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist and the fucked up news right now. a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, what are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today. There are now more ways than ever to sign up. If you listen to Distorted View Daily, uh, primarily through Spotify, you can sign up for Sideshow exclusive content right in the app. Same deal with Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much to everyone who's been signing up uh, in Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In addition to the weekly exclusive shows, I am going back and I'm adding older episodes. So there's always more DV for you to listen to. Of course, the other way to sign up is our website, superfreaksideshow.com. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. When you sign up through the website, you get access to a special RSS feed. It's password protected and it works with most podcasting apps. You can also access new and exclusive shows through the Sideshow website. So just a few options for you. More information is up over there at superfreaksideshow.com. Thank you once again to all of my Sideshow members. No matter how you get the content, you are the reason this show continues. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, a crazy lady, a psycho bitch from hell, has been jailed for sending herself vile threats from up to 30 fake Instagram accounts that she set up herself in an attempt to get her ex-boyfriend locked up. She was trying to pin... All of these threats that she wrote herself on her ex-boyfriend. First of all, I appreciate the commitment. You'd think five or ten Instagram accounts would be enough. No, no. She went balls to the wall with 30. Really trying to paint her ex-boyfriend as an obsessive, mentally ill sociopath. When in the end, it's uh, it's her that comes off looking a little cuckoo crazy bananas. Courtney Ireland Ainsworth, 20, of Brackerdale, 
Runcorn. I don't. I guess that's in the UK. Maybe uh, made ten police statements and claimed that her former partner Louis Jolly, twenty-two, threatened to stab her. She also told police that Mr. Jolly was harassing and stalking her, which led to him being arrested six times. This guy had absolutely nothing to do with her. He's just trying to live his life, and he keeps getting arrested, like, every week. He literally has to ask the cops, what did I do now? He was completely clueless to all of this. The sex must have been just mind-blowing, because she's off her rocker. We all know what they say about the crazy ones. After spending 81 hours in custody, Mr. Jolly wasn't so jolly anymore. Uh, He was charged with assault and was given a stalking protection order along with a home curfew, an electronic tag, and even uh, he lost his job because of all of this. I mean, weren't the police doing their job? It's one thing to have this woman make these uh, wild accusations. And okay, she had some Instagram messages that were supposedly from him, but like, didn't the police look at his phone? Do any sort of like uh, cyber forensics or something? Just look for, like, a shred of evidence that this guy did something. Because, as we later learned, you know, he didn't do anything. And you arrested him and then gave him a curfew? How demeaning. Recorder Ian Harris today told Ireland Ainsworth, You created an entirely fictional but superficially credible web of poisonous deceit for over five months. You stated after he had been arrested, the stalking became worse. You provided images of damage to property. That's right, she damaged her own property and blamed it on him. This must have been a really bad breakup. She's not getting over it. She's gonna get even is what she's gonna do. You provided images of damage to property and yourself. She committed self-harm just to convince the authorities that he was, like, abusive. As to where you said he knifed you with a Stanley knife and there was a scar on your chest. In her fourth statement on October 21st, she claimed Louie told her new boyfriend online, wait till I see her. She's getting a fucking blade in her chest fully this time. The man told the court, "Uh, I lost weight as a result of all of this. It was affecting my sleep. I couldn't relax. I found that I struggled to sleep. And when I could, it was broken. I've suffered panic attacks. I found that I was agitated and jumpy, particularly at night, and if someone knocked on the front door. At my lowest point, I felt like life wasn't worth living. She made him suicidal and thought to myself that I'd be better off dead. In the end, I think she kind of got what she wanted. She made this guy's life a living hell. He's now suffering from psychological issues. When police received data back from Facebook, it showed at least 17 Instagram accounts created using two of Ireland Ainsworth's email addresses and IP addresses connected to her home. She done did goofed. Always use a VPN. It's a rookie mistake. She was arrested and interviewed on December 12th of 2020 when she confessed before the Crown Prosecution Service discontinued stalking and assault allegations against Mr. Jolly. Paul Blasbury prosecuting, said she attempted to minimize during that interview what she had done. She eventually admitted to it. She stated her ex-boyfriend was harassing her, but in order to make the police believe it, she sent false messages to the police so they would take it seriously. Not the soundest of strategies. Jim Smith defending claimed that his client, who was 19 at the time, suffered from PTSD 
so we should all go easy on her. The lawyer added, the defendant and her family are truly sorry for what has occurred. I don't believe that. Recorder Harris added, in the pre-sentence report, you admitted messaging yourself from 20 to 30 fake Instagram accounts that you set up. You said, and I quote, you wanted to hurt Mr. Jolly and you didn't see that your actions were selfish. (laughs) You caused untold emotional harm to a completely innocent man and his family. He suffered anguish for months. Yes, yes, and I loved every second of it! Locking her up for 10 months and making a 10-year restraining order, Recorder Harris concluded, I extend considerable sympathy to the Jolly family for what they've had to suffer at your hands. And this is why sex robot technology cannot advance fast enough. Human women are too unpredictable. You cross them and they'll fucking snap. There's even a TV show called Snapped. The whole show is about women who snapped and like killed their boyfriends or husbands. It's weird because I think a lot of women who watch Snapped root for the women. I mean, okay, sometimes the uh, the boyfriend is like abusive or just an asshole. I don't know if most of them deserve to be murdered, though. The opposite could never be a TV show where it's just story after story of guys killing their girlfriends because they weren't pretty enough or didn't put out enough. Or didn't do the housework or whatever. You're never going to get people rooting for the guy. Except for my listeners, of course. The Distorted View listener might be their target demographic. Second story we have for you today. Well, this is uh, concerning. A man in the United States claims that his penis has shrunk due to a rare COVID side effect. I don't believe this story. I think the uh, U.S. government is putting out this propaganda. It's it, their scare tactics, just trying to get people to take that goddamn vaccine. Now they're saying we're going to get COVID and all of our cocks are going to shrivel up. Something fishy going on here. A man claims his penis has shrunk by almost four centimeters due to COVID. Oh, my God. Four centimeters. Is that a lot? I'm not good with metric shit. What's four centimeters in inches? Siri. Honey, what's four centimeters in inches? She sucks. The answer is 1.57 inches. It shrunk by an inch and a half? I don't have that much to spare. I don't think most guys have that much to spare. They're going to notice a loss of of an inch and a half. This story cannot be true. Is this the Weekly World News? Did this happen to Bat Boy, please? I'm hoping here... The anonymous U.S. man said the lasting effect of the virus has damaged his self-confidence. Before the 30-something... He's he's not even an old man. He's like a 30-year-old. The 30-something man said his penis was above average size. Urologists say COVID dick is a real phenomenon. Ah! Whereby the uh, penis can reduce in size due to damage to the blood vessels. If this is real... All the CDC has to do is publicize this information. Boom. We'll have 100% vaccination rates in the United States for men. It's as simple as that. Uh, A study of 3,400 people led by University College London found that of 200 reported long COVID symptoms, a smaller penis was one of the rarer ones. Phew. Calling into the podcast, How to Do It, the man said, I'm a heterosexual man in my 30s. In July last year, I contracted COVID and was very sick. When I got out of the hospital, I had some erectile dysfunction issues. Those gradually got better with some medical attention, but I seem to be left with uh, a lasting problem. 
My penis has done did shrunk. Uh, before I got sick, I was above average, not huge, but definitely bigger than normal. Now I've lost about an inch and a half and become decidedly less than average. It's apparently due to vascular damage, and my doctor seems to think it's likely permanent. It shouldn't really matter, but it's had a profound impact on my self-confidence in my abilities in bed. American urologist Ashley Winter explained that penile shrinkage after COVID is a domino effect of erectile dysfunction. She told the podcast, it's true that having erectile dysfunction leads to shortening. <gasps> really? I didn't know that. I just assumed like erectile dysfunction was you can't get hard. But, uh, you know, should you should you get hard, right? If you're able to take a pill or whatever, your dick would be right back to normal. How you remember it. But no, there's a chance when you get hard, it's not going to be as long as it used to be. Your dick's been traumatized and it will never be the same again. Men are only at risk of a smaller penis if the cause of their erectile dysfunction is physical. Oh, okay. Some people get ED because of cancer. Uh, psychological causes of erectile dysfunction, such as uh, anxiety around sexual performance uh, or depression, are not linked to a shrinking cock. The evidence shows that the virus can enter and therefore likely cause damage to the blood vessels of the penis. COVID, though, is not sexually transmitted. The doctor referred to a study whereby urologists found particles of coronavirus in the peni of two men, penises, who had erectile dysfunction after they had completely recovered from infection. Both men had normal erectile function prior to getting COVID, Seven to nine months after their infections, though, they sought penile implant surgeries. In one study into long COVID symptoms, almost 5% of men suffered a decrease in size of testicles or penis. I mean, if I had to choose one, you could go ahead and decrease my testicles. I don't care about that. Who cares about balls? Just keep my dick length. Oh, Jesus, don't take that away from me. Final story we have for you today. Speaking of COVID-19... Our final story today comes from China. You know, China does not play around. When they go into lockdown, things are locked down. Like wherever you're at, that's where you're going to be staying for the next month or two. Uh, and unfortunately for one woman, she was on a blind date. So now she's just in a full-blown relationship with this guy because they're stuck together. Yes, a swift COVID-19 lockdown in China has reportedly led to a woman getting stuck at the house of a man she met on a blind date. I hope that blind date was going well. Otherwise, it's going to be a long month or two. A woman only identified as Ms. Wang posted on Chinese social media platform WeChat last week that she had got locked down with her date after visiting his house for a meal. Well, the only thing on the menu that night was dick. Sautéed. In the post, she said that she had recently returned to the city of Zhengzhou from Guangzhou ahead of the Lunar New Year. I'm getting quite old, so my parents arranged more than 10 blind dates for me. Busy night. She wrote that uh, her fifth date had said he was good at cooking and he invited me over to his house so he could cook me a meal. Aw, how sweet. During the meal, she discovered that uh, her date's community had gone into swift lockdown due to cases of COVID-19, and she ended up being unable to leave his house for several days. Ms. Wang told media on Sunday that she had been stuck for four days at her date's house and that the situation was uh, not ideal. However, she said that her date had cooked every day for her while they were stranded together. She added, 
That didn't change a thing. I hate his guts. He's rude. He smells. I just want this nightmare to end. Uh, No, she did not say that. She added, though, that uh, he doesn't speak much. That's good. Uh, It's unclear whether she still remains stuck at her date's house. However, cases of COVID-19 have persisted in Zhengzhou in recent days. There have been more than 100 cases of COVID-19 in Zhengzhou over the past week. Non-essential businesses were ordered to close on Tuesday in the city, and there have been large-scale COVID-19 testing drives rolled out to test the city's 12.6 million residents for any silent COVID-19 carriers. As I mentioned, China does not play around. They've got a zero COVID-19 policy, meaning that uh, swift lockdowns are routinely imposed in communities when cases of the virus are detected. That's not how we roll here in America. Here we're like, uh, well, do you feel bad? Because if you don't feel so bad, you should really get back to work. Make sure to wash your hands a lot or something. All right. uh, There you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Hey, don't forget, if you pledge at least $5 to our Patreon account, you get access to a special voicemail line. Uh, I will play your calls first when we get to this segment. You guys know I'm currently a few months behind when it comes to phone calls. Uh, So I apologize for that. But if you want to jump to the front of the line, you know what to do. Just fork over some cash. It's always about money. All right. Let's uh, check in with a patron here. Jimmy Boo. It's DJ C calling from the Tesla of Love. And I just wanted to tell you about my Tesla. No, just kidding. I, I wanted to ask, did you, were you really picked on that bad about being gay? I mean, I know Ohio gay probably not very good, but we're, did you really have bricks thrown at your head? And shit? No, no, no. Well, well, you got to remember in the '90s when I was um, a teenager, you didn't really come out to everyone all at once. It's not like the entire school knew uh, all my business. I came out. I started coming out. Uh, I think I was. 16 or 17 and I was very careful like I, I I picked who I wanted to tell the first person I told was actually an ex-girlfriend and I used the term girlfriend loosely nothing happened between us ever but she immediately started crying when I told her and not because she was sad that she was never going to get Tim Dick she ended up like dyking out for a while like everyone I told ended up like <laughs> being gay <laughs> It was the weirdest thing. So the first one was this girl, and she's crying. And then, and then a couple months later, she was like confiding in me that she was like looking up lesbian porn or something. Then she ended up diking out with a girl in college. She's she's now married to a guy, so um, lesbianism did not stick. That's how it works with women. They try it for a while. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. With guys, it's, it's a little more of a permanent thing. Guys know what they're getting into. They really want the dick at the start. They're happy to have the dick once they get it. They don't want to give it up. So then I told a few other people, the person that I was really afraid to tell was my best friend at the time, Joe. And I told, I I got all my friends together and I was like, look, this is, this is going to be really hard for me. I would really like it if you guys would be around when I told Joe about this. So he can't, you know, flip. It would be harder for him to flip out on me. So we all went to um, uh, a restaurant. I don't know why I chose a restaurant. We went to a restaurant and we were all hanging out. And that's where I told him <laughs> the, the, the good news that I was a flaming homosexual. And uh, he didn't. I mean, he took it OK. 
But you could tell something was bugging him, right? And so after we all went to uh, eat, uh, you know, dinner or whatever, we went back to our uh, our friend's house to hang out. And uh, I drove. Joe, Joe was like, "Hey, I'll I'll come with you, Tim." So I drove Joe to our friend's house, and uh, in the car, he then came out to me. And looking back, any worry I had about coming out to him was so obviously misplaced because he is the biggest fucking fairy. I mean, looking back, he was in mu- he was like musical theater, choir. It was he's like a stereotypical gay. Like you can't get any more stereotypical than Joe. Honestly, we were juniors going into our senior year, so we didn't have much time left in high school, so it wasn't a big deal. I specifically did not come out to my uh, super, super religious uh, neighbor friend who I grew up with. I was like super, I was like best friends with her until, you know, like high school or something. Um, and we were still friends, but I just, uh, I didn't want to bring that up to her. That's pretty, that's pretty rough. I, um, I'm, I'm of the same age of you and I do agree that, um, being gay wasn't, uh, as, uh, prevalent when we were coming up, you know, when we were kids. Right. In high school, so I, I didn't it was have a real novelty back then. Have any uh, or didn't know that a few of my friends were gay until after high school, and they came out of the closet, um, which turned into a really good time because there was a couple of um, gay and bisexual dance clubs in the area that I didn't know about. But once your buddy comes out of the closet, you know, you kind of end up at a. A gay dance club in a cage, half naked. You know, it's just what happens when your best friend comes out of the closet. I'm sure you know. Well, that was very supportive of you. So, yeah, just curious. I wanted to, to, to hear more about that story you talked about the other day. If that was really true, or you just pulling our chain. I was, I was probably just trying to be funny. You just, uh, I mean, you, just, you know. I mean, back in the what late nineties, early two thousand. I guess early two thousands. I lived uh, next to a gay bar. And I never really went in there too much, but uh, I certainly had uh, the the odd faggot or something screamed at me from a passing car. But I've never been like totally beaten up. Joey actually, I think, has. Joey uh, was walking to a UDF, which is like a convenience store, like a you know, like gas station store or whatever. And it was late at night, and I think he was with a friend who was trans or something, and. The tr- I'm, I'm certain the trans person got beat up more than Joe, but uh, I think Joe took a few punches. Would winch us. Anyway, love you, Timmy Boo. Let me know. You good, you good, you good. Oh, and I had one other question. I know we probably won't get here. But are any DB uh, listeners strippers? If so, I'd like to know the take rate on the house. Like, is it 50-50 split? Like, when you're stripping, you get $100 for a, 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 you know, a little champagne room dance. Right. Do, do you get 50 bucks and they get 50 bucks, or is that like 75, 25? How's that work? Anyway, if anyone could help me out with that problem, that'd be great. Thank you. Love you, Jimmy Butcher. All right, Lady Freaks, it's your time to shine. If you ever worked in a strip club and you know the answer to DJC's question, uh, call into the voicemail line. Help him out. He's very curious. Hey, boo. Dennis. Saw him talk with You know? Anyway. Jesus Christ. I mean, he, I don't know how far away his mouth is from the phone. I think he's just pointing the mic at a highway. He's like, he's just walking on a freeway. Did your car break down or something? Are you calling from a fucking bridge? Good grief. Just awful calls. 
Hey, cat lady. Uh-oh. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know when there's a pause after cat lady? Nothing good's going to come of that. Hey, cat lady. You're a very sweet girl. How about that? See, that just doesn't work. Like, hey, cat lady. You fucking suck, you whore. <laughs> makes more sense. That pause makes sense there. Yes, caller. Go right ahead. My God. This is, you know, it. I'm so behind on regular voicemail calls, but they're all shit, so it doesn't really matter. Hey, the secret number between two and three is Levin, correct? Yeah, Levinge. There's a G in there. Like Kevin E. Levin from Ben 10? No. Levinge. You don't know your numbers, stupid? Am I missing something, or is it a Ben 10 reference? No, no, no. It is not a Ben 10 reference. I don't even know what that is. Timothy Booberry Hansen, you were tweaking about some kid that's listened for half his life. Um, I started listening when I was 18. I am now 33. You have ruined half of my life. No, I'm just kidding, man. You're the absolute best. Oh, thank um, you. I don't know if I can do life without you. Now, see, now that is a good voicemail call. Keep on keeping on. And uh, I shit you not, my wife and I have a clause in our will that you get uh, like a 1000 or 2000 bucks oh, if uh, something happens to both of us. So oh, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping you die. Uh, Tibu yeah. needs cash. Apparently, I got to pay for a CPAP machine and sleep study, and it's going to be like thousands of dollars. What the fuck is insurance for? Really? It's recalculous. I got a breakdown on my insurance, and it's like, you have to pay 100% of your costs until you get to a certain threshold. Like, say I go to the emergency room, and I get some tests done, and then throughout the year, I also got to get my prescription, and da 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 Eventually, if I get to that magic number, like $10,000, then I get to, like, the next tier. And the next tier is where insurance will pay 40 or 60%. And then the third tier, after... I don't know, I pay another five or $10,000, then the insurance will pay 100%. Everything after $25,000. As if I'm ever going to pay that. <laughs> Send me to collections, bitch. Oh, I already have a file over there. They know me. They know me well. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Why don't you guys email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Hey, what? No. Hey. Uh, uh, no. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great Great week of programs. I will be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, bye, everybody. Bye. Have a great Friday, you motherfucker. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.